0: Hello, folks. how to do? We're live now, but you might not see it until little later.
1: Uh, we are live now. Uh, we typically do go at 5 o'clock. Okay. If you were on my personal page, you heard that uh, Sister Jenny, who is Brother Doug's wife, has been in the hospital now for a little while, and uh, she's doing better. So we thank you for your prayers and continue to keep praying that she continues to do better. Amen. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you right back here with us soon. Okay. And... Uh, so, we appreciate your prayers for that. That's why we're filming a little bit early. Um, you'll be able to catch us on all the other major platforms, just like normal, uh, afterwards. We do have a new homepage. Alright, let me let me go ahead. While, while we're sitting right here, and we joke around, we say in this age of technology, we ask all these crazy questions, uh, when we can just go find it right here, right? So our new really I forgot the period for dot org
0: what makes a difference
1: <laughs> yeah it was trying to take me to the louisiana baptist something or other i don't know but um if you go to l-b-c.org and click on the study the word tab you'll find round table or if you would like the um, the direct link it's l-b-c.org and it's going to be backslash roundtable all right and you can go there it has all the links to all of our places facebook youtube google podcast anchor spotify apple podcast pocket Cast, radio public and breaker which is a podcasting format okay also if you have a question uh it, you probably can't see that in the camera but right down here at the bottom of the page you can push that button and send us an email that'll go straight to our uh, lbc roundtable at gmail.com yep or you can message us on facebook or uh, again, if you have my number, feel free to text. All right. And so tonight we're going to kick it off with a song, and hopefully I can remember what key I was doing with this in. So, I'm about to find out. All right. Usually they wouldn't let me choose the key uh, whenever I sang in the quartet, because being a tenor, I always picked it too high.
0: Yeah.
1: I understand that. Everybody was in the rafters. <laughs> This might be right. We'll see. There we go. Actually I don't need that. I just need this page. episodes already and uh earlier you know i was kind of confusing me a little bit earlier as i was sitting here trying to do the math uh we tied one of these together uh goodness and gentleness yeah. and it kind of mm-hmm. threw my count off but we are and uh we are excited about this uh the the fruit of the spirit is where we've been for the past several weeks and hopefully you've been following right along with us Tonight, we're going to kind of be wrapping it up with uh, our, our last of the fruits. But before we get into that, I uh, got just an interesting observation that we thought we would share with you. Yeah. yeah. So I believe when we first started this, we kind of pointed out the fact that they're all split into three different groups. And we put it kind of like this The uh, love, joy, and peace were how we relate to the Father. Um, the long-suffering goodness and gentleness is how we react with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. And then um, faith, meekness, and temperance is how we deal in the world day to day. So we took that another step and just got to thinking about it. And nothing is by a chance or mistake in the Bible. And whenever you look into uh, numerology, you know, three is a mighty number because it stands, you know, it talks about the um, three and one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Triune God. And so just as these have three groups of three, we got to think about it a little bit further, and they all pertain to the Godhead. So you got love, joy, and peace, God the Father, long suffering, gentleness and goodness is Jesus Christ the Son and then faith, meekness, and temperance produced by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, amen. amen. So, tonight, though, we're talking about our last one, and that is temperance.
0: Yeah. You know, like meekness, uh, temperance is another word that the world defines a whole lot different than what uh, the Bible definition of a thing is. When you look at uh, things, especially principles, in the Bible through your spiritual eyes, uh, instead of your worldly eyes, you usually come up With a whole different conclusion than the world does.
1: Well, brother, that's kind of like a pellet stove. And you might be thinking, well, what is this guy talking about? So, my son, whenever he gets a chance, and especially whenever it's been colder, he likes to sleep on the couch in the living room. And that's because it's by the pellet stove. And it's nice and warm. And we don't have to heat the other part of the house. But he likes it, too, because it acts as a nightlight. And he can see, well, if you don't clean the crud off the front there, it is awfully sooty. And you can't hardly but see just a little glimmer. Even though there's fire there, there's not a lot of light shining out. And brother, that's kind of like us trying to discern spiritual things through the flesh. You know, it, it, you just see it kind of dimly. It'd be like me trying to come over here through this screen... And look through it. It's all blurry. We've well, we got to get the flesh out the way. And we can see the light.
0: Doesn't it say in Corinthians somewhere that now we see through the glass darkly or something of that mm-hmm. effect? But then we shall see clearer. For all it is. Amen. Amen. You now for the world, uh, speaking of those uh, who the Holy Spirit's uh, not, dwelling, not dwelling in them, uh, temperance means to abstain from alcohol drink.
1: Well, some have even gone so far, brothers, to label it the same as tolerance, which is not true because that, that would be more along the lines of gentleness, goodness, and meekness. Yeah. Uh, this is something completely different.
0: But for the Christian who is directed by the Holy Spirit of God, it mm-hmm. means to abstain from all forms of evil indulgences that can change your focus from spiritual things uh, God has for you and uh, and change them to a worldly perspective.
1: You know, uh, real easy memory verse for you here. All right, for those of you who are like, oh, I can't remember any verses. Here's a really, really easy one for you, and it goes right along with what you just said. First Thessalonians five twenty two. Abstain from all appearance of evil.
0: Yeah, and, and that would not that would not only include alcohol, but any indulgence like overeating, for instance, or smoking, or filthy languages, as well as a host of other things that take your priority from God. Uh, and, and puts it onto whatever the indulgence is.
1: You had to say that right after lunch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this would include a lot of things that aren't necessarily evil or wicked in themselves mm-hmm. uh, when done in moderation. But when you when it's taken to the extreme, uh, they can be sinful uh, for you, even if they're good otherwise.
1: Well, think of it this way. Uh, when we define an idol, it's anything that takes precedence in your life over God. And so... Uh, your idol may not necessarily be something bad. Having a job's not a bad thing. No. But if it takes away from God, uh, then yeah, it's become your idol.
0: Let's let's take for example your favorite eating. <laughs> My favorite.
1: What's the old saying that's the pot calling the kettle black? Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> probably so, yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with eating. Amen. You know, <laughs> and, uh, in fact, you got to eat in order to sustain your life. That's right. Yeah. You know, however, when when taken to the level where much uh, of your time is spent lusting after food or or drink rather than focusing on spiritual things, it can become sin for you.
1: And we Baptists are definitely guilty of this because we love to eat.
0: Yeah, we get called chicken-eating Baptists lots of times.
1: And they wouldn't. They're not wrong. And they're not wrong. They're they, not wrong. As a matter
0: of fact, you had chicken today, if I remember. Yes, did. <laughs> yeah, I know some folks who are almost obsessed with food. I mean, they 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 got you know, to set the mood just right, you know. Yeah, the mood's got to be just right. And uh, and then you got, the table placement's got to be just in the right spot. you got to have the fork here, and the spoon here, and a knife here, you know. Uh, well, me and a couple of boys went down in uh, Williamsburg at one time, and we either at one of them big fancy places. And uh, they, they had know, six or seven knives, and, and six and seven forks, and two or three spoons, and, and two or three knives, and whatever. And uh, uh, brother Jason Wilson, young man that used to go here. He's not so young anymore, but he used to be young. Uh, he asked me, he said, Mr. Bowers, he said, uh, what, what do we do with, with, with all these silverware? I said, pick you out one of each and put the rest in the middle of the table. <laughs> that's, that's how much, that's how much uh, uh, I worry about the uh, table placement, you know. And then, the, you know, then you got the preparation. Ah, things just got to be just, just amount, right amount salt and pepper, got to be just right, you know. And then, of course, it's got to be delivered properly. You know. uh, they watch cooking shows constantly to learn about this stuff uh, and, and they don't leave much time for spiritual things uh, people spend hours studying cooking methods and recipe books uh, just to find out how to plan their next eating event they even post tonight's dinner on Facebook and go through magazines or scroll through YouTube for hours and hours looking for new cooking ideas and, and there's nothing wrong with that but when it consumes more of your time than praying and studying and meditating on the Lord and His Word, then, then it's not allowing the Holy Spirit to produce temperance uh, in, in your spirit.
1: Well, uh, according to that, brother, at this point, food has become your idol, uh, which means it's consuming your time and your affections, which is dangerous.
0: Yeah, that that's very well put. You know, to, you know For us to be overindulging in food is... Is one of those common problems that's pretty obvious to see as you look around the congregation. You know, <laughs> uh, We all like to eat. And unfortunately, many of us do to our own detriment. The Bible clearly tells us in Matthew 6.25, uh, Therefore, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. And the idea here is if you focus on serving God, He'll make sure you have enough uh, to eat and drink. Uh, we just have to walk in the Spirit, trusting in Him to Provide for you and your family, and, and not to be so anxious about it. Hmm. You know, well, I I still remember my mom, uh, being almost frantic about what to fix for Sunday dinner when when the company was coming. You know.
1: Hmm, I bet you that house was clean too, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, you know, I never worried <laughs> much about that myself. So, you you come to my place, you know, you either eat, well, you you eat, clear off the place and eat, or you know you just go somewhere and eat, else and eat. You know, you know, thinking about planning for eating event is is okay. But when it consumes you to the point uh, that that you're you're anxious about the thing, then you're not showing temperance. Uh, you know, you have to wonder, brother, how many set them in Sunday services uh, during a time of prayer and praise and worship of the Lord, uh, and it's instead uh, think about where they are going to eat or what they are going to prepare for for dinner. You know, when they get out of there. Uh, yeah.
1: And you know, it's not just that, brother, uh, anything, whether you're, you're texting or uh, maybe you're reading something that uh, isn't pertaining to what, what's being studied, or uh, maybe you're playing a game on your phone or whatever. Uh, if it's taking your attention off of the Lord and what He's trying to, to give you there, uh, then you need to you anything twice.
0: Yeah, you know, instead of, of soaking up God's Word and, and feeding their eternal soul. Now they're actually pushing that aside in the interest of satisfying the lust of the flesh. A little later,
1: Lord. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta get the high score. You're just gonna have to wait. Um, what happens whenever you do that, though, is think of it this way. It's kind of like uh, our physical body. You know, we wanna, we wanna get nourishing, good, healthy foods in order for our body to function the way it's supposed to, in order for us to have a good time and 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 be able to be healthy. Well same goes with the spirit. You want to come to church to be fed from the word of God. And then you want a nutritional balance. Well, just like there's junk food out there, the devil will give you all kinds yeah. of junk oh, yeah. to feast on and take your mind off of what you should be.
0: Oh, he'll give you some good stuff.
1: It'll taste good. Yeah. yeah. But but brother, no no matter how good Twinkies and and hostess cakes and and Lay's potato chips taste, if you had a nonstop diet of those, you would become fat, lazy, and lethargic. Amen. And the same bodes true not only in the physical world, but in the spiritual world. If you're feeding on the garbage that the devil will readily prepare for you, though it may taste good, uh, you're going to find yourself spiritually fat, lazy, and lethargic. Yeah. You're not going to be doing anything for the Lord.
0: And you know, not really, you can pretty much tell... What's consuming a Christian's time? If you kind of hang out after services and listen to some of the conversations, you know, uh, and 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 you, you hear what they're talking about. For many Christians, it's it's something other than what uh, the spiritual things that they just heard. And food is just one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. For some people, brother, well, it's not food; it's it's their jobs, you know, that are the most important thing that in their lives that they indulge in. Uh, we call these kind of guys workaholics. They work every hour available so that they can they can buy stuff uh, to overindulge in when they can't work. Uh, in this case, they overindulge in working for more money so they can overindulge in something else. Mm. Uh, they don't work just to sustain their family and have a little extra. They, they work so they can have the biggest, the most, and the best, and uh, they neglect their family, friends, and religion uh, in the process. Wow. You know, more things... More, more things or, or substance uh, can can never replace the blessings of being around your family.
1: That's right. And parents uh, they are listening to this broadcast, spend all the time that you can with your kids. Why? Because they grow up fast. And there will come a time when they won't say, Daddy, Mommy, do you want to play with me? Uh, time's precious.
0: Yeah, amen. you know, when the chips are down... And- and you're about to lose a family member uh, because of something uh, some kind of disease or something, you know, it, it's oftentimes too late to make those memories you will cherish all your life. Money and possessions can never bring lasting happiness and joy down in your spirit. Uh, yep. Money and possessions are only temporary. Most families would much rather have you than your material possessions.
1: Well, that's kind of like that feller in the Bible. Uh, the Bible just simply Jesus called him a certain rich man. you know, he was never given a a definite name, but it was very specific. It was a rich man. And he had had a really good crop. Maybe he had a what do y'all call it? A bumper crop. Bumper crop. Right? And man, it filled his barn and then some. And so you know what he said? He said, You know what? I don't know what I'm gonna do with all this extra. Oh, he says, I got an idea. I'm gonna tear this barn down, I'm gonna build a bigger barn. I'm going to fill it. He says, and when that barn's full, I can sit back, be at ease, and enjoy my wealth.
0: You know, how'd that work out for you?
1: Well, you see, God came and visited him and said, thou fool. Which, in case you're wondering, any time that that's the first words out of the Lord's mouth, it's not ever good. Not a good thing. He said, thou fool, today shall thou so be required of thee. Meaning, you going to die today. Amen. Then who is going to have your spoil? Who's going, to, who's going to take care of all this? What's going to happen to it?
0: Well, he write about one thing. He won't have to work another day in his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord made him an honest man, I guess, in that sense. Yeah, you know, God says that you can't serve God in mammon. That's right. Uh, or money, which is, you know, is what mammon is. For you will hate the one and love the other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you spend long hours away from your family and your God, uh, in order to make a few extra bucks, money has you. You don't have it.
1: And notice, brother, it's, it's not money that is the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. When it is what you so desire, you'll do anything to get it.
0: Yeah. Amen. You know, it's, it's, it's not that there's anything wrong with money, because there's not. Mm-hmm. But we are, we are sinning when we are a slave to it.
1: You know, brother, whenever you think about it, I remember whenever I used to work for uh, a funeral home, and there was a fellow that he had a bunch of money. And he had married a young wife. And his last hurrah was, I want to be buried with $100,000. Which didn't leave a whole lot for her life. And so he, uh, of course we had him all set. Day of the service. We even had, there were even people there ready to be guards for the money that was coming in. Hmm. And uh, the wife walked up. Pulled out her pocketbook, pulled out the checkbook, wrote a $100,000 cashier's check stuck it in his jacket and said, there you
0: go. You better hope there's banks in heaven <laughs> or wherever <word> we wound up. <laughs> and
1: then away they went. And <laughs> It's crazy because you can't take it with you. Yeah. Everybody thinks that they're going to take it somehow with them and have it there. But brother, if you could, let's just say you could. You realize if a man took a bar of gold, you're the gold man. How much one you want them weigh? Probably about 50 pounds, right? Uh, Maybe more than that. 50 or more pounds. And it's over $1,500 an ounce. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. But say you were to take that to heaven. And you were to hand it over once you got there. You know, Peter would just look at you and be like, Yeah, we got another paver for the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Your life savings. We got another paver for
0: the sidewalk. For everybody, to walk on. Yeah,
1: can't take it.
0: Can't take it with you, folks. Uh, you know, we we got to make a living to provide for families. family. It's true. In fact, the Bible says in Second uh, Thessalonians three ten that if any would not work, neither should he eat. You know.
1: Ooh, I'll take you. i I'll, I'll raise you one on that,
0: brother. <clears throat> right. The Bible says in
1: First Timothy five eight that if a man does not provide for his own, that he is worse than an infidel. Mm. And brother, by definition, that means a non-believer. Word, so you're better off being lost not knowing Jesus Christ than you are if you do and don't provide for your family.
0: However, when we are so obsessed with, with earning and uh, earning and possessing and then spending on stuff for the for the sake for just the sake of having it, uh, money money has you. You don't have money. Uh, today there's many many things today that, to take your focus off of godly things. Uh, some of those, you know, recent occurrences, well, recent for, you, recent for me, but not for you guys, is video games, texting, Facebook, and Facebook, and them things will fill hours that could be used to uh, learn more about the Lord or, or learn more about the spiritual things He has given us. Uh, there's very little good that can be said about the majority of the video games that I've seen anyway. They may provide us a place to take our mind off of things or just enjoy a little time to ourselves, you know, uh, but we 're not to let uh, let our time interfere with god 's time, but unfortunately, other video games uh, teach violence and a distorted view of life and love that are contrary to how God intended us to live our life
1: mm. well brother let me let me tell you from a, a personal experience um, that somebody can consume their entire life with too many video games in fact. Um, right after uh, Mary and I, we got married, um, man, I was a, I was a video game holic, if that's a thing. I was addicted. And I would work, and she would work long hours. And when I got home, if she got home before me, she was cooking supper, or she had cleaned up the, the trailer, or what have you. And me, when I come in, uh, I was whipped. I was working construction at the time. Or whenever I did uh, work for the funeral home and, and things like that, I tried to come home, I'd be whooped. And I'd just go right to the couch. And I'd sit down, and I'd turn on the television. And then we'd eat supper. And then I'd go back to the couch and sit down. And if I was playing a video game, she'd just come over and sit down next to me and watch along with. And uh, looking back on that, brother, you know there was a lot of, of wasted time. And you know the the devil, if he can, will consume your time with with anything. Not just not just the gaming, but if he can soak up your time in that, he wins because that's time that you're not spending nurturing what God has put in place. For instance, uh, all that time playing the video games, and uh, I'm spending all my time on there and not any time with her. Yeah. you know, and I look back at that and I. I I think now, man, I wish I'd have have paid attention. You know, we only have so much time on this earth to spend. And uh, we got to learn what's important.
0: You know, brother, we all have to learn to restrain our passions so that the Holy Spirit can work through us to the end that God has appointed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, make sure you're spending as much time seeking God's will as you spend pushing buttons on that controller. Right. By all means, take a little time for yourself. But be careful that you don't neglect God to do it. When it comes down to whether to pray, study, and meditate on God's word or to play games of any sort, well which one which one wins in your house, folks.
1: Right. And just because we didn't really hammer down on texting and social media, don't think we forgot about you. <laughs> Everything there that was just said applies to that as well. In fact, Sunday we learned a, a new word as a congregation. It's called nomophobia. And it's a real thing, folks. It is the fear of being without one's cell phone. and Or just getting away from... There you go. Uh, took care of that right now.
0: <laughs> That's, where no more. <laughs> That's right. No and more so, phone.
1: No mo. And uh, we said the easy way to remember that is no mofo, <laughs> Meaning no more phone via. And uh, it, it's a real thing. It, people suffer from it.
0: Amen. You so. know, temperance uh, isn't always abstaining from evil things probably for the most part uh, it's more often than enough involves abstaining from the overindulgence of good things as well the devil don't have any trouble at all giving you uh, an abundance of good things as long as uh, it takes you away from focusing on the things of God Uh, you know even evil things even good things can be a temptation to you by making you weaker spiritually
1: you know brother that's kind of like he give you a new boat And he gave you the idea of putting calling it the USS Visitation. And when the preacher calls and says, Hey, we missed you Sunday, where were you? I was out on visitation.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, I'm on that work. (laughs) I don't know. Probably go out on visitation one day on Sunday and God sink you.
1: Well that or you get the pastor say, All right, well, I'll go with you next Sunday
0: afternoon. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, whoops. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit produces temperance down in your spirit so so you can maintain your unity and strength to resist the devil. Uh, temperance keeps the main thing the main thing. Yep. And it pushes the desires of the flesh aside so that we can walk in the spirit. Uh, it teaches us to restrain our worldly passions and, and keep our head in the battle before us uh, as well as to control our evil desires. Matthew 6.34 says, sufficient as the day is evil thereof. In plain words, there's plenty of evil that comes in our lives each day to lead us away uh, from God and biblical principles without overindulging in other things to further weaken us.
1: And you know, brother, so what you're saying there is that, you know, we live in a sin-sick world and there are some things that are just absolutely not in our control that take place. And they can burden us and weigh us down. But there are many things that come into our lives each and every day that we have the, uh, the ability to overcome, to say no to. And we have the power to stop it, but we choose not to.
0: Yeah, you know the, the world uh, is, is full of things to draw you away from God. So we have to be careful of our passions and desires, whether they be uh, good or bad, so that uh, they don't consume our time and uh, weaken our testimony in the world. You know, brother,
1: it doesn't take much to ruin your testimony. It's it's built over years, but crumbles in an instant.
0: Yeah, amen. It seems like people tend to remember the one bad thing than the rather than the hundred good things that you've done in your life. Right. You, know? you know, man only has so much time to live. So the best we can do is make the time that we do have count for something of value. Mm-hmm. Now, we said earlier that the, the world's idea of temperance was to abstain from alcohol well let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that and let's let's throw in drugs while we're at it okay uh, there's there's always a danger of becoming addicted to either one even when they are used as good as in medicine for instance I've watched the overindulgence of alcohol and drugs ruin lots of good men and women over the years and some of them have been in our church mm. uh, when they become addicted all you think about is is when you're going to be able to hook up with with that uh, next substance again or or how you might obtain them.
1: You know and again we mentioned this uh, just recently that uh, most of your your drugs that are out there the effects of it only last about 15 minutes. You know your hardcore drugs as they call it and so that's why there's such a desire for it to keep that going. I mean, we, we talked about how many minutes was in a, you know, how many minutes was in a week. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it's insane. Uh, try and divide that by 15 and see how many doses of that you would need yeah. to keep it going for a whole week. And according to the um, NSDUH, I'm not going to try to say their name on, on a live. <laughs> but according to them, uh, 19.7 million Americans from ages 12 and up battle substance use. Wow. Uh, 74% of them uh, also struggle with alcohol use. And 38% deal with an illicit drug use. So that same year, one one out of every eight adults dealt with alcohol and drugs at the same time. Mm -hmm. And what most people don't know is drug abuse and alcohol and all that addiction, Costs us over 740 billion dollars a year in damages, crimes, you name it.
0: No doubt. You know, brother, that uh, that's one third of the population of this country. One in three people, man, that's that's that bad. You know. Yeah. You know, the trouble with alcohol and drugs is that it fills your mind and and pushes any thought of God from your very soul. All you think about is where you can get your next drink or your next pill or the next way or what kind of uh, process you can con- uh, conjure up to to get more of it uh, it ruins a man morally and physically and spiritually and you know and really even though i i don't i don't believe the bible teaches that that a drink is sin i do believe in the absence of alcohol or drugs because of the risk of overindulgence right. it, it's just it's just flat out better left alone uh, then risk the uh, detrimental effects of, of having it around especially to children you know, who want to be just like their daddy mm-hmm. you know, more is at stake than your own life here
1: Well, take, take an instance from the Bible uh, Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 11 um, he was king over Israel and some fellows by the name of the Ammonites came, came by and told Israel we're going we're to stomp y'all on the ground but we'll make a treaty with you on one condition that's if every man cuts out his right eye. Yeah. That's a pretty tough, tall order. So they said, I'll tell you what, the city of Jabesh Gilead said, give us, just give us seven days. Let us carry this message out so we can get a census from everybody. <laughs> well, when it got back to Saul, he had just finished working in the field and he was leading his oxen back in. And when he heard it, it said that the Spirit of the Lord fell upon him and he became angry. And in that holy anger, he butchered those two ox right in front of him. Cut them into little bitty pieces. Said, send a piece to every leader in every city in the nation of Israel. And you tell them, for every able-bodied man who is not ready for battle when I call, I'm going to do this to them.
0: Well, there, there's a, a, a draft... Draft program that worked. Right? Yeah, right. Nobody gonna skip the draft. And they long. whipped him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that same
1: eye that he fought for, brother, got him in trouble. When God told him to wipe out the Amalekites, he said, leave nothing. Not a thing. Man, woman, child, animal. Leave nothing. So what does he do? He spares the king and everything that was good. And uh, some um, uh, scholars, some some commentators will tell you that the original language there meant that was pleasing to the eye so the very same eye that he fought tooth and nail for for his nation also brought the fall of Saul wow. from that point on all the way until chapter 31 where he's in a battle with the Philistines and he asked his armor bearer to kill him and he said nah I'm going to do it are you kidding? so what did he do? he ran himself through and he probably thought I'm ending my own troubles it doesn't affect nobody well, guess what? His armor bearer did the same thing. And all his men died that day because of that. Yeah. So whenever you think that your sin, your struggle, only affects you, you have no idea how many people's lives you touch.
0: Yeah, there's a lesson for us in that, you know, brother, that what we do is important and, and, affects, and, and it affects uh, uh, everybody's life around us. Yes, it does. Yeah. You know, there's, there's certainly no spiritual danger if you never indulge in alcohol. Uh, or as far as that goes, illicit drugs. I I don't know of any man that has ever been injured by not taking a drink, or or by not you know shooting up, or you know whatever. Uh, but I do know of many lives that have that have been destroyed because uh, it's it triggered an addictive response uh, to it. Uh, brother, no man's safe from its negative effects. So you know, it's better left alone. Alcohol and drugs alter your mind and, and or your or your soul and uh, it clouds your judgment, making you putty in the devil's hands. Mm-hmm. It allows the Holy Spirit to produce, the Holy Spirit to produce temperance uh, in you, protects you from this stuff. It's always better to under, be under the influence of God than it is to be under the influence of any mind-altering substance. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a former pastor of mine told me one time said that. Uh, that when you got drunk, what it does is it pushes the Holy Spirit into the corner and allows your natural unregenerate man to have control of your life. Mm. Uh, unhindered. The uh, natural sinful man is capable of any sin, any atrocity, and any evil work.
1: As you said, alcohol brings that out, brother.
0: Amen. You're, if if you listen to this broadcast, folks, and, and you're not born again spiritually, you're already being ruled by the devil and his demons you're just like putting his hands and he can just mold you any way he needs to because you don't have no defense against him. Uh, and what he does, when he does that, he molds you uh, into a, a position that uh, uses you against God and, and God's goodness. Your mind is a battleground and the only way to redeem it is through Jesus Christ. So, you know folks we wait for. Why, why don't you Accept Christ today and stop being a pawn in the devil's hands. And folks, if you don't have Christ, you need Him. You need to come into your heart today. Admit that you're a sinner and that you're without hope of even ever reconciling your soul to God because of your sin. And because that Jesus died for your sins and took your place on the cross to pay for your sin. Confess him as your personal Savior and ask him to come in your heart and save your soul. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and suffer with him and he with me. Is he knocking out your heart right now? Because if he is, won't you just open that door and let him come in now that you can be restored to the Lord. You can be saved today. Now is the exceptional time. Today is the day of salvation. Have thine own way.
3: Pray, Power, all power, surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. This last one deals with our topic here. Have thine own Thy Spirit, till all shall see Christ only, always living in me.
0: Amen. 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 Well, folks, thanks for tuning in with us. Thank you very much for
1: staying here with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. Again, remember we need questions, questions or topics. If there's a question or a topic you'd like to see us cover, uh, please, 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 please uh, send it in. You can send it in via Facebook. You can send it in via uh, comments on YouTube or even on our Spotify. I believe there's a spot for comments on our uh, broadcast. I'm not sure. Um, but if not, you can go to l-b-c.org backslash roundtable and there there's a button you can click to send us an email and we'll get that in our gmail and we'll try to cover it the best we can Amen. so again we haven't said this in a while but I'm just going to throw it out there we do not profess to be all knowing but if you give us a question we'll search God's word and share with you from it Amen. it's got all the answers that's right so all right Thank you for for being with us. Facebookers, remember, love and share. Uh, Our YouTubers, remember, like and subscribe. And then uh, for all of our folks out there on Spotify and the other podcasts that are listening, uh, just give it a thumbs up and you can share the link. We really appreciate it. Uh, We just did a, uh, a little bit of a diagnostic. We're in 23 United States, 45 cities. And 13 countries across the world, and so we're just so thankful that the Lord is is taking His word. Amen. Uh, He's doing it, that's for sure. Yeah. Amen. All right. So now we're gonna have a word of prayer, and then we will see you next time. All right, God, we thank you so very much for allowing us to be here, Lord. We just thank you so much for uh, each each and every one of our our viewers and listeners, Lord. Uh, I just ask that they would take your principles and apply it to their lives, Lord. Uh, I pray that through this entire study of the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, we have learned how that we might grow and, Lord, be mature in the Lord. Father, that we can have that uh, perfect walk, not sinless, Lord, but mature walk, as was spoken of people like Job, Lord. And and, and Father, I pray that we can, we can do that, Lord, that we, we would strive for that. Lord, that we would uh, just continue to see many people reached. Father, our prayer is, if there's one that doesn't know Jesus Christ, that they would be saved as a result. Lord, and that your children would be encouraged. Father, Lord, I thank you for all your many blessings. And Lord, we continue to ask that you be with Sister Jenny. Lord, we we praise you and we thank you for uh, her improvement. pray that you would continue to allow her to improve. Father, we pray that you would just heal her back to your much one needed health, Lord. And Father, all these things we ask in the precious and holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Amen.